the Pinball Network is online. Launching Final Round Pinball Podcast. Player versus player and player versus machine. Welcome to the final round. I have never been one to blow smoke up your ass, but this may be the greatest final round episode of all time. My name is Jeff Teolis. My name is Martin. I <laughs> we haven't even we haven't even recorded, so that's a big call to make. So why could this be the best show ever? Let me give you the factors, okay? If you've ever listened to the show, you know that sometimes, maybe, we discuss pinball. It comes out now and again. We don't mean to, it just happens. The real reason for this show is for Marty and I to talk and have fun and bust each other's balls. <laughs> sure. So, you know, we weren't doing as many shows. It was getting tough for me to do a lot of the editing, and my good Australian friend said... You know what? Why don't we alternate? And I'll do one, you do one. And that just made it a lot easier. Especially this week. Because Marty is going to be editing this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, What's the hardest thing about editing that we found? Finding the time to do it. Actually, finding the energy, the life force to want to edit is probably the hardest thing. But finding the time... Stitching things together, combining them. I don't know. Where do we go? Hmm. Well, I just want to say last week for those, I'm going to pull back the curtain here. Last week, Marty's computer shut down, I don't know, four, five times. Five times. So it was difficult to edit and puzzle piece that together to make it sound like it was, you know, a nice flowing show. There was continuity. We did well. uh, You edited it. You did a fantastic job. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not going to crash my computer, but I'm going to do something else. Again, back to the old busting of the balls. The thing I found difficult in the early days of doing editing, and it was really, really hard, was when you had a guest on. (laughs) So Marty has no idea what I'm about to do. And you're going to play along too at home listening because we're not going to put it in the show notes. You'll just have to listen and find out. Okay. I have a guest coming on the program. You don't, so you don't even have questions prepared. You don't even know. I have nothing. You don't know if you like this person. You don't know if you've already killed them. Well, I pretty much do know whether I like them. I'm going to give you five guesses. I'll answer only yes or no. And you can, you can narrow it down, you know, think, vague questions. Is it a male, a female? Is it a, a, someone in the business? Things like that. I'll let you, five questions. You can play along at home. I might even give you a bonus question if I feel generous. I might not. Go ahead. Before we bring the guest on. They're not even online now. Marty has no idea who it is. Okay. It's like, I mean, the normal question that you would ask in these situations is, is it male or female? But we know this is such a male-dominated industry. So chances are it's going to be male. So I, I would do that, that question later. Are they Australian? They are not. They're from the good side. But England. Who are, you, who are you thinking? Ryan C? Well, yes and no. I'm also just thinking about the time zone and mm. trying to work out. Oh, smart, it's, smart. It's, yeah, it's 11 p.m. your time. It's 3 p.m. my time. Right, well, right. 20 and after. Sure. So I'm trying to work out where they would be located. By the way, you're not slurring your words, are you? A little bit? Like 3 <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday... 
<laughs> you know the answer to that already, you fuck. Oh. It is It is 3.20. I've been drinking since 10.30. Will you edit the burps? I don't know. No. Oh, it depends on, you know, how time. time sure. Okay. Is it Keith Elwin? It is not Keith Elwin. That was a stupid guess. That was like a one in a thousand. First of all, we don't have the rights to. That's a loser kid thing. Sure. No, it, no. the only reason why I was thinking of that is that he was on my mind this week thinking, huh, we haven't had him on our show for a while. So yep. there you go. Have I killed this person before? The answer is no. But that doesn't mean they were in the category of. That's probably I should have asked whether they mm, were in that should category. Have. So that would have narrowed it down. Yep. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, this whole question and answer thing assumes that I give a fuck, right? Oh, wow. So, wait, till they, wait till they listen to this program and hear, I don't give a fuck. Go ahead. Yeah, if they've... Okay. There are people listening that might give a fuck. No, if, they, if they've listened to this show already by now, they would know I don't give a fuck. So if therefore, if that's a shock to them, it means they've not listened to this show. Therefore, I definitely don't give a fuck. By the way, we've got... Not only this little puzzle and and little uh, mystery to solve, we've actually got some big big news. We'll do at the end of the show that we haven't told anybody. So oh, we'll I save we'll that. save yes. that later. Yeah. Okay. So what do they call that? Tickling your ass with a feather? Is that what the term is? <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. It's a radio term. I've never heard anyone say it. I just might have made it up. Anyway. Yes. You might just be doing that right now. So how much longer can I stall? Okay. You get three more questions. <laughs> Okay. Um, are they? Oh my god! I don't care. Who is it? <laughs> Why don't you save that opening line for when I bring them on? You don't care. <laughs> Come on, people are guessing at home. They've narrowed it down. It's but not why Keith. Would you do that? But why would you do? Why would you bring on a guest on without telling me? Because it's fucking again. It's a dick move, and it's a great ball busting thing. You got to think on the fly when you're half pissed. This is gonna be great. Oh, you might not even the know worst. them. Okay, do I know them? Yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that answers that question. Two left. Um, I'm telling you, people at home right now are thinking they're they're going through and okay, all right. Uh, um, have we had them on our show before? Yes, a returning guest. So I've only got one question left. Yep. Oh, look, I'm going to say, is it Ed Robertson? Well, let's find out. Oh, God, here we go. I'm going to get my Skype recorder, Skype window open to find out who it is as soon as they join. Let me, let me add them. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to love This is fucking great. Come on. This is fun. Is it? Oh, my God. I can't believe you're doing this to me. This is worse than Who Will Marty Kill? It, you know what? It is, but it's fucking great. Hold on. How do I add it? Oh, here we go. do 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 <laughs> Let's find out who this mystery guest is. Can I can I have one more guess who it is? Well, you're gonna know in a second. Well, I know now. Oh. <laughs> they haven't joined us yet. <laughs> but I know now. Yep. Because they've joined us right now. Hello? And I know what I know is, listener, this is one of my favorite people in the world ever. That I can tell you. So it was a, a bit of a dick move on my part, but it's got, it pays off. Carl, sure. are you there? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to listen oh back God. and hear, hear Marty say, I honestly don't give a fuck. That's you, Carl. That, okay. Okay. But I also just said, you're one of my favorite people in the world ever. And 
Okay, if anybody has ever listened to, well, you'd have to listen to every single head-to-head, but then also every single final round. I have said so many times that you made my US, my first US pinball experience the best. Oh, yes. And I will never forget that, ever. Thank you. Yes, yes. I've heard it every time. So, Jeff, you may try to throw me under the bus here, but facts don't lie. I fucking love Carl D'Angelo. That's fine. That's fine. Fine. Mm -hmm. Well, it's nice to have Carl on. He's uh, looking for things to do. The poor guy. I mean, he busts (laughs) his butt along with Jim and Jay and and, uh, Bob at Indisc, which you didn't go to, Marty. That's okay. Uh, I had fun. And and then he uh, he's like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I? I know what can occupy my time. I can bust my nuts going and doing another pin clash. This time with Godzilla. Carl, you're a madman. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. Absolutely. I don't know what I'm thinking. Well, obviously you don't know what you're thinking, but because you've you've done it now a number of times. I remember Jurassic Park. I kind of attempted and had to bow out. Um, then what was Iron Maiden the other one? No, Avengers. Avengers. So. Obviously, the pain that you experienced through it mustn't be that much. for Like, obviously it is. But for you to be able to do it again, it obviously must be really rewarding for you. Yeah, I feel it is. It's really, for me, it's it's a couple of days of pain. You know, the, the day before production and, and the, um, the final stream event. That That's a fun day. But apart from that, I, I enjoy getting more people on Twitch. That's really the, the goal of this thing is to try to expand the pinball viewership a bit get some new streamers out there and see what people can do. And and this challenge I feel is a lot better than the other ones. It's it's a little more grindy for the streamers, but I think it's more enjoyable to watch, which is great. Carl needs to get more people watching Twitch because apparently there weren't enough watching Indisc when there was over <laughs> a million views and 15,000 people at one time. So Carl, uh you're a saint. Thanks, Jeff. Can can we just elaborate that on that a little bit further? If, if you don't mind me. You, you wouldn't have heard beforehand, I'm really drunk at the moment, Carl, so you're going to have to excuse me for that. But I'm not that drunk enough to remember the last in-disc and the broadcast of it. And it, it really was, I think, the, the bullseye as far as it goes to making pinball now palatable to the general public. My, my question for you really is, is that something that you had intended on doing with this last disc, or did you just say, okay, I'm now going to just go the next level up? What was in your mind to to increase the the quality of the stream for Indisc? I mean, it, it's it's less for the general public, Indiscs, the Indisc stream, it's more for the, the pinball people because that, that format, it's such a long format that you're not going to get a, a random person coming in and watching the stream for very long. Although I have to admit, looking at the analytics that some people actually did stick around when we were on the front page, which, which was, which was absolutely awesome. And I got, I got a shout out to um, Pluto at Twitch. He's the one that uh, helped us get on the front page, but I really think, and see, I go to pin clash because that's the format. The heads up format is what I think is good viewership. It's, it's the good format to get people to watch that don't know pinball because it's quick matches, it's easy to understand. You show a little tutorial before the match, you, you watch the match and you know exactly what they have to do. And it's, you know, short two to three minute things, easy to pick up. Carl, you're one of the best players in the world and uh, you can win at almost any format you've done. But what you're describing with Pin Clash and the heads up challenge, 
that you can see. Sometimes you see it with actual pins, two in one location. You do it a lot at Ace Gogi, I know, for a lot of the launch parties. We see it occasionally with the Stern uh, Heads Up Challenge and also different events we've had it at in Chicago, kind of following the, the Stern Pro Circuit. But what you're doing is the same thing, just uh, you know, on stream with two different people at two different locations. And you're talking about these challenges that last probably no more than five minutes at the, at the most. It's, it's a speed run, if you will. It is exciting. It is easy to understand for really people watching for the first time because of the explanations. But yet, we in pinball and the IFPA don't really endorse it as much as some of these other long tournaments, the, the pump and dumps and the, the long grinding tournaments. Why? Well, Josh has always said that the length of play is gives more value to a tournament and these tournament the heads up format is essentially a one ball because you can finish your goal in one ball it's been regulated to uh one ball for tgp so like when we run the heads up tournament uh, when shane and i run them at ace Gogi, we have a full 10 rounds of match play before and to qualify people and then the finals are, are 16 players double elimination but it's not worth anything at that point for for tgp should it change i don't know what do you think well, it's going to be worth less now because the maximum TGP you can get in a lot of these events are now 50, where it used to be 25, so it's doubled. And if these aren't adding to that, that's a bigger gap from 25 than it is to the now 50. So I think it would be great for pinball if we could have more of these. The reason we don't see more of them is why bother? It's not worth anything. So if they make it worth more, would we see more of these things? It's pretty exciting. It might draw more people into pinball. I, I agree with you, but also in, in Carl's world, sorry, I'm going to speak on your behalf, Carl. <laughs> you've also got Indisc and the, the Open, which has, how many people How many people were in the Open last time? It's close to 300. Yeah, right? So that's a, that's a big tournament and it's got massive TGP as well. So you've got that to put your energy in. These are good for spectators, but it's not necessarily a big tournament. Like it's not like you can have 300 people in it or... Maybe you could. I don't. I don't know. I don't think there are three hundred streamers there. If you're talking about Pin Clash, no. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like with, with, with pin, pin Clash, but also the heads up format itself, because obviously you know Stern does its version of it as well. You, you can't have three hundred people doing it, could you? It would take time. I mean, you could have a qualification to get in to the to the final heads up matches. That that's essentially what we do on the launch parties. Because otherwise, yeah, it's it's a it would have to be a multi-day scheduling nightmare to get that many people into this kind of an event. Yeah, that's what I think. The end result is Pin Clash is spectacular, and you're going to see some of the world's best players on there, and showing you things on Godzilla you have maybe never seen or didn't think were possible. And Carl, if you've listened to this program, and I know you do. There's a guy on the other end of this uh, microphone. It's not you. It's not me. I'm not going to mention any names. They may or may not be the greatest fans of Godzilla. I think Pin Glash will maybe change that person's opinion. Uh, we'll see, right? Everyone's entitled to their opinions. I mean, some people like Halloween. Whoa, snap, <laughs> snap. <laughs> Including Shots my, my Indisco director, right? Jim Belsito's favorite themed game. Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't an Indisc this year. Um. Wow, okay. I just want to go back and I want to say, that I think you're right in that the pin clash format naturally is more watchable to the end user, 
right? It just it just is easy objectives, only goes for five minutes, head-to-head format. You can pick who you're rooting for and you know, follow their progress throughout, right? So I, I think it's really digestible, the format in itself. I just wanted to go back to Indus because having watched a lot of these tournaments and I've been at tournaments and I've, I've seen the viewing, Indisc itself, you're right, is not necessarily the most watchable format. But yet somehow this time it was more watchable. What I'm just trying, keen to know what you think was different this time that made it more watchable. Because again, we, we've talked about this on previous episodes. It wasn't just that people on the front page came to watch Pinball. They stayed to watch Pinball and that was quite the surprise. I mean, I think it was a combination. The um, Starting with the visual quality, I think I finally got into the spot that I'm, I'm pretty happy with how things look on stream. Um, a lot of it had to also do with Jeff's scheduling of all the commentators. He did a spectacular job setting up those teams. Agreed. Absolutely spectacular. Um, Thanks, Carl. And now I've got three other tournaments asking me to do it, so fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, great. Uh, Glad to help is what I meant to say. Sorry. Yeah, that's a lot of it because without solid commentators all the time, the stream gets boring very quickly. Any dead air, anybody not talking about what's actually going on 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 stream, you know, stuff like that. But the quality of play of the players, the games, the... There was just, it was fun, 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 good pacing. And, uh, you know, even car hop aside, it was still fun. Yeah, it all kind of lined up. Good. That's all. I just, I, I just wanted to blow smoke up your ass. And also, award winning presenter as well, uh, Street. Award winning, yes. Twice? Yes. Um, three three times over now. It's not surprising. It uh, took some people maybe a little while to realize, okay. There's a lot of effort in there. There's a lot of hard work, and it's certainly paid off. And and we see it on just even IE Pinball generic streams. And, and also, Marty mentioned, watched a little bit earlier this week, you were at Ace Gogi playing Scooby-Doo. We want to know first thoughts of that because it sounded great. It looked fun. It uh, i got to say, it's a lot, a lot better than Halloween, and I, <laughs> I'm really happy to see Spooky do this. Yeah, it's definitely a step up from their, their previous release. Um it's early days on the game. You know, the code, I went through the entire code base that they have right now. It, it shoots well. The upper's a little slow to me. You know, it's it's hard. I, I don't want to be rough on the game because it's it's early. You know what I mean? But it shoots well. It looks great. It sounds good. Just It just needs work on the code. I, I would say from what I watched, I think the lower part of the play field shoots really well. I'm not so sure about the upper play field. I felt the ball stayed there too long. Okay, can I jump in there? I yeah, love that upper left flipper. I like yes, the way I... that's got that little boomerang thing. I would just remove the center post. But then you're going to be shooting up the middle all the time to get back up there. So it's a matter of do you want people to come down to lower and shoot back up top over and over or would you rather just keep them up top to finish their goal and then let them drain out at the top? They would probably keep it up there if they could. I only drained because I, I knew the mode I was in. I had done all the tasks up top. You know, anything I needed to finish uh, was, was was done. And and speaking of the bookcase, uh, one thing, the geometry on the rightmost shot, there, there's like the upper play for that is like basically three horseshoes on the right-hand side, right? You've got the left one that goes, the two of them go down the wireframes and the other one kind of loops back around. But the one on the far right, it's really not possible to hit it easily without using the upper part of the bookcase to sling it across. But I found on, on this one, it, it didn't have enough force to really push it all the way through. 
because it's relying on like the um the return spring on the flipper mechanism to to give it the power to push over i i hear we're up top too often or we're up there too long i should say and the reason you want to get back down is you've completed everything up is there a way to i don't know not i guess you can't really kill the flippers up top once you've completed what you need to do up top but that's that is a big upper playfield problem for many games, right? You know, you play something like Jungle Lord, you just stay up top. You play something like Grand Lizard, you're, all you're doing is staying up top, and it gets a little boring after a while. So I I didn't exploit it in this game because you can play that Captain Carter, Captain Cutler, excuse me, um, multiple over and over again up top. You can just go back up there and play it at any time. So really, if 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 I'm playing this in a tournament with the current code. I'm just going to start that multi-ball, play it out, and then just shoot back up top and, you know, start that multi-ball again over and over and over. And it's the safety of that upper play field. Boy, coders love hearing that. I'm just going to do this over and over again, ignore everything oh, it's else. just <laughs> the worst thing to hear. In my stream, there's a comment from Spooky Luke, Luke saying, maybe you should drain Carl. Yikes. Hey, Marty, what do you hear from Fathom 2.0 when it comes to code? Because... You also have created some code. What do you hear other than Twippy saying, oh, I didn't know it was out this year? Okay, I can tell you the two main things that I get. <laughs> they, are, they are compliments, but I, I assure you these are the two things that I hear the most. First one is, fuck, it's hard. <laughs> Second one, it has the one more go effect. People just want to keep playing it. That's so good. I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm... I'm trying to take people's feedback on as far as the difficulty goes. It's one of those ones where I have played it a lot. So I know the geometry. I know how it plays really well. So I can do a lot of things. Doesn't necessarily mean that everybody else can. So I've just got to be mindful of that. But I've, got, I've put a lot of, well, my, I say me, Greg has put a lot of variables in the code so people can make many different elements in the game easier or harder. Well, we heard Carl say with Scooby-Doo, and again, we're talking early code. He pretty much completed everything that was in there right now. It brings me to another point. As we have seen recent games, James Bond has come out with not full code. We now see Foo Fighters. We are about to see Galactic Tank Force. By the time this airs, we will have seen Godfather. And the pattern I'm noticing with newer games is they are being made easier because it provides a lot of satisfaction for the home use owner. And, and that's great. They want to they feel good. They don't want to have a plunge, drain, and then it's done. Like, oh boy, I, I can't do anything. You know, I, I first, first really, really noticed it with Elvira, uh, House of Horrors. Just how easy I found all of the shots. That doesn't make it a bad game. It's a fun game. It's a great call. It's good code. Blah, blah, blah. But a real easy shooter. And sometimes if it's not the play field, it's the code that makes it easier. Maybe, you know, I, what, from what I saw, Foo Fighters look like there's a lot of multi-balls. And, and that's fine. You know, it, it's, again, that satisfaction. You talked about on Godzilla, Marty, that, you know, that's a game that rewards you for missing in a way. You're aiming for the building. Oh, I missed, but I got Tesla. You know, there's, there's things you can do. Um, it just requires better skill with the flippers, but there's still lots of opportunities to keep going on that game. Is that the pattern we're seeing now? I know we're talking to Carl who can complete any game, but do you find games are getting a lot easier? It's a good question, really. It's gotta be it's gotta be more on the physical side rather than the the software side, I would say. 
if you if you're looking at that aspect maybe are they shipping easier are they shipping with posts lower and and stuff like that or is it just the designs are are less dangerous in general because people do like safe returns they like ramps that feed back to your flippers they don't like balls out of control so yeah in thinking about it in general they're definitely being made easier on the design side also aren't they let me follow up on that so look at godzilla the easiest shot on that game might be the building. You can hit it from both flippers. It's not an easy shot, but it's certainly easier than either of the ramps, certainly the upper flipper loop, uh, even the even the scoop. Now, look at something new we've just saw, Foo Fighters, which, by the way, Jack Danger and Tanyo and Ray Day, congratulations. The game looks beautiful. I'm excited. Can hardly wait to play the game. But I saw the play field. I'm like, okay, there's some neat, fun things there. But the one thing that jumped out at me uh, and and don't take this as a negative or a criticism. It's just, I noticed it was I'm going to hit the shit out of that lower left ramp over and over and over again, because I can backhand it. Whereas Godzilla, there's not a, you know, a typical Steve Ritchie ACDC backhand uh, jam ramp, so to speak. But on Foo Fighters, looks like I could get that one probably quite a bit. So where did this change? Did it, was it with Turtles? Because Turtles was the last really difficult storm game, right? I'd say. Yeah, that's a hard one, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. What was right after Turtles? What was the next game after that? Was it Mando? Could it be Mando? And and Mando has a center shot that is makeable on both sides. You can backhand the, the lower right ramp. It's probably not as easier. Well, maybe it is easier than going across the play field, but... You know that's a that's a satisfying game. You if you're a novice, you're going to have a lot of fun on 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 that game. Probably more so than Turtles, I would say, because there are maybe easier shots. I think it comes back to both the the geometry and the code, because the code is really telling you where you need to shoot, and it can tell you to shoot something that's difficult or to shoot something that's easy and. I think Mandalorian has got, I would say it's a, um, a medium level difficulty layout, mainly because a lot of the posts and a lot of the shots are actually quite close to the flipper. So if you miss them, you know, you, it, it's death and it's, it's reaction. But they make the shots that you need to get the easier shots. And I think that's the same with, with Godzilla, obviously, is that the, the main shots that you need to go for are the easier shots. Turtles was interesting because Turtles was just so fast. I don't know what you could do in code to make that easier because every shot just comes back to the flippers so quickly. Right. And so Borg really went the other way in Rush, I feel, because I feel Rush is a pretty easy game. Wow. Really? <laughs> you and I had this conversation. You think it's easier than Godzilla, and I think it's the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did have that conversation. I think Rush punishes you for misses more so. Well, I guess Godzilla can too. Godzilla punishes you for bad flipper decisions in the sense of you shouldn't probably be dead bouncing in Godzilla because of the way the flippers are angled. In in Rush, you know, if you're trying to go through the pops and miss or if you're trying to hit some of those three bottom drop targets, good chance you might find the right out lane. And why are you shooting the bottom three drop targets most of the time? Because you need the instruments. Do you? Well, you're talking about for scoring. I'm talking yeah. about for completing everything. If you want yeah, to get to wizard mode and stuff. Yeah, it, it, usually I don't go for them unless I'm trying to go wizard mode and get everything going. 
yeah, those are dangerous shots. And that's kind of what the, the best players do. They avoid the dangerous shots. So, you know, the the center time machine is easy on both flippers for sure. The scoop probably is a dangerous shot from the right flipper, maybe a little easier on the left. You should be able to maybe backhand the spinner up top. Uh, you can only hit the ramp with one flipper, I think. And... Uh, you know, you've got a few. You've got a few mistakes you can make on the upper flipper. If you're, you, you've got the upper loop, you've got the upper ramp, and you've got the side scoop. So, as long as you're one of those three, you're pretty good. Yeah, and then the the lower right flipper, you have to remember it's a catch all because of the the post being so far out. The geometry down there is so different from any any other game. Hmm. So then, going back to I guess what both of you are saying, and we've we've sort of alluded to it in the last couple of episodes. Do you think that they are intentionally making games? easier for players and is that a like, probably the bigger question is that actually a good strategy because again what i've the feedback from fathom and obviously we're not in the same league as, as stern we don't make the same amount of units but it's people saying it's tough but i just want to keep playing and that was my issue that i had with godzilla and i've said on record that i don't think it's a bad game my problem is i played one game for an hour and then when i've seen enough i, I don't feel I need to play it again because I don't want to play it again for another hour. So are they intentionally making games easier and is it just a stern thing or is it an every manufacturer thing? Carl. I'm thinking here. (laughs) (laughs) You stumped Carl. Well done. Well, well, I, I still think that they're making wizard modes just as difficult to get to. I don't think that's really... The issue, I think it's now being able to feel like you're blowing up the game. I think that is now a lot more accessible and a lot closer to the start button. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I'm trying to think of the other manufacturers besides Stern to, to really get a sense of the general trend here. So I'm thinking, you know, JJP with Toy Story, that's definitely an easier player. Although you can set that game up very difficult if, if you do. But I, I'm talking like how the games ship from the factory. That's kind of my default here. So it's spooky with Scooby. Scooby ships very, very easy, in my opinion. Uh, Toy Story's easy. What else has come out recently? Well, if here's what I'm thinking, and I could be way off. It's just a thought, and and not a lot of <laughs> not a lot of time put into this. But just thinking really quickly is if home users are the main market now, and they still have to be. They have to be. I don't care what anyone says. They, would, they don't care about how hard they are because operators didn't want you playing a game for an hour, whereas home users are putting in a lot more money and, and want to have some satisfaction. They don't care about games turning over as much, you know? So uh, maybe that's why they're easier. Maybe. It could be. Market shifted, yeah. So a related but not related question, and this is for you, Carl. Now that we've got a good player on the podcast, it's, it's good to have. I and a good competitive player as well. Wow. It's good to wow. have on the show. My my question for you because I, <laughs> I mean obviously I'm having a go at you, Jeff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. one of the things that I've said, and I know I'm not the, the only person that said this, which talks about how a tournament player approaches a game versus a casual player. It's points versus story or code, whatever whatever you want to do. Do you have the ability to see both sides? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've watched your stream, so I know that that's the case, right? 
<laughs> it's probably why it's probably why you you spend so much time playing Big Buck Hunter because you could <laughs> actually spend the time going through the code as opposed to just doing points. Right, <laughs> right. right. So, so my follow-up question to you is: In thinking of recent games, what do you think is a really good tournament game in let's say the last couple of years versus what's the the best all-round game? All right, last couple. Of I years. think I know his answer. You do. What do you think my answer is? You can answer it for me then. Jurassic Park. That is an excellent answer. But Jurassic can, not, can still play long also. But it is a very well-balanced game. Uh, one of the things I, I think makes, a, makes it that is it's got a lack of playfield multiplier. So there's no, you know, there's no monstrous 10x or 30x shot that's going to destroy scoring for everybody else. This may surprise you, but I think Toy Story is actually a, a solid balance there. Okay. Because it can be set up Difficult enough for a tournament, but not frustrating. What would you do to make it different for a tournament? Would you, you know, we hear about, uh, and you can change all these settings. You can change settings on flipper strength. You can change uh, slings. I, for most competitions, if you're ever wondering why this game might be playing so tough, it's not always about post rubbers or tight tilts. Tight slings are the key to tournament play because they you, you get a little faster turnover. Exactly. Yeah, you, it's all physical aspects. Not all physical, physical aspects, but yeah, slings important. Turning off left out lane saves, pulling the posts, you know, moving the posts. But then you gotta mess with the softer side too. You have to, right? I'd like to see Toy Story a little more. I've only played it uh, in showrooms. I haven't played it on location. I haven't played it at someone's home yet. But uh, looked great. A uh, nice kind of swan song for Mr. Lawler after his great career and. Uh, I just I need more time on it. I think it's a great theme, and uh, I'm I would not be surprised to see it at a big tournament like an Indisc with those modifications. It, it's it's definitely possible. I don't have mine. I sold mine pretty quickly, but uh, Jim Jim has one. So at some point, if it stops earning quite as much on location, that will mm. become a possibility. So my, I only got to play it a couple of times at Brisbane Masters, and and I had a similar feeling that I had with Godzilla in that everything I shot gave me something. It didn't necessarily give me all the fanfare that Godzilla gives me, but I didn't feel like I was missing anything. There was always something on the table to be playing for. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, that's a fair assessment. There's always something to do in the game. Yeah, which then then comes back to that really probably is the, the strategy of people manufacturers these days is to be making players feel like they're always doing something positive. And I, 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 even when I said talked about Godzilla, I didn't say it was a bad thing. I said it was a masterclass in providing feedback to players. And that's why so many people love Godzilla. And that's why it's probably still number one. I haven't looked at Pinside for a while. But I think it's, it's number one because everybody loves that game because they will go away finishing that game feeling like they've achieved something. And there's nothing wrong with that i just sort of looked at that and went huh i kind of get the formula and so i'm not buying into the formula but i i think it's a i think it's a wise move is what i'm saying for manufacturers to be doing that yeah absolutely you want to reward players at every moment that you can 
So, Carl, I know uh, I want to thank you for coming on, and I also want to get your thoughts on what you've seen so far with Foo Fighters. I know, you know, for those that don't know, am I allowed to even say this? We'll cut it out if not, but, you know, a lot of those great tutorial videos you see on Stern Machines, they're done by Carl D'Angelo. Yep, yep. No, the game looks great, really. So you're probably working on the tutorial video for uh, Foo Fighters, but, um, yeah, I mean... It, it's it's a great theme. It's uh, looks like it's going to be fun. I like the different Saturday morning cartoon angle of it, as opposed to just another band. And uh, I'm sure it'll be a great earner. What it looks like to me is a very high energy game. You know, between the music and the animations, it just it just seems like it's going to constantly be pushing you. If that makes any sense, it, it just it's always active, and the flow on the game, the shots look you know like they really flow well. I, I agree with you. I it, it's it's really funny how the sentiment of the community from before it was announced, like within up to the the minute before it was announced to after, is complete opposites. Yes, everyone was like, "Oh, welcome another another." As soon as people saw it, everyone went, "Oh, holy crap, that's pretty amazing." And one thing that I've said. And I can't remember we were talking about, might have been Elton John when we were talking about the possibility of an Elton John pin. I said, that's fine. Give me as many band pins as you like. But what I'm sick of is the premise of it being the concert. You know, that's just, that's just a real easy one. I think for Foo Fighters, for them to actually now have this whole alien thing and, and, and be a story, for me, fucking chef's kiss. I am so pleased that that's the angle they went down. Yeah, I don't think they could have picked a, a better way to do that. Absolutely. Agreed. It's really cool. Like, animation's cool. This is this reminds me of the moment, the Aerosmith moment, where everyone was just like, are you kidding me? Aerosmith, dad band, a bit past their time. And I don't know whether, whether you agree or not, but I think the way that they styled that made Aerosmith cool again. Or maybe some people will think they were always cool. I think that's what they've kind of done. Not not exactly the same, but with Foo Fighters, they've just gone, well, here's a band. They, they, they've got good songs. I Actually, I've seen them live. They're, they're fantastic. But they've just gone a bit of an angle with them that makes it just so much more interesting. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. And it's, it's uh, flipping to another game. It's why I have very little interest in Queen, unfortunately. It just doesn't seem like it has any life to it. Well, that's funny because right now joining us from Pinball Brothers, let's say hi to. <laughs> <laughs> who are we saying hello to, Jeff? Who are the people that you know from Pinball Brothers? Henrik? <laughs> Sven? No, no, I, I actually do. You're a dick because it's coming up on <laughs> yeah, Pinball I Profile. <laughs> I, uh, and, and by the way, Carl, I think you've played Queen because I know I did at Expo when you were there. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I was I was pleasantly surprised by that game. And yes, it is, you know, build build the concert stuff. It it's it's not something creative like fighting aliens. I get all that. But Queen and Carl, fuck you and I have seen Queen in concert together. I know, I love Queen. Come on. Like, you know it. They are the concert experience band. If anybody is allowed to do it, it is Queen. Like, listen, I'm obviously the biggest Led Zeppelin fan ever. They, I've 
I won't say who told me this, but they were trying to put a bunch of humorous things in there. And Zeppelin was like, no, 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 no. So it wasn't from the lack of creativity by the Stern people. They certainly have great creativity. It was the IP holder saying, no, 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 just do this. And they're like, fuck, I guess our hands are tied. Did you did you see did you see Queen with Freddie Mercury? No, I wish I did. Did you? Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. No. You no. did, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> My very first concert experience I ever had was Queen doing the works tour with Freddie Mercury and you know, I mean, I think I was what 15, maybe 16, and I just could not believe what I was seeing. It was just Everything and just it's 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 really bad though that if that's my first concert experience, nothing ever has been able to match it ever. Like craft work or um... no, no craft work. You know, I've seen them twice and they were absolute. One of them was in three D, right? It was three D. It was sure. fantastic. It's not fucking Freddie Mercury. You know what no, I mean? No, it's not. It's just not. So there you go. I'm just saying that just to shove it in your faces. So fuck. <laughs> Carl and I enjoyed watching Queen with Adam Lambert. It was a it was a great show. It was right before the last Pinberg too, so it was a nice way to kick off that week. Yeah, yeah, that was that was great. Look, I I have also seen Queen with Adam Lambert, and it is also fantastic. So there you go. So there you go. Yeah, you weren't invited. It was just Carl and me, and you were, <laughs> you were even at that Pinberg too. We're like, no, let's let's not tell. Mark. Really? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought it was the one after, wasn't it? Were you at the last Pinberg? I don't know. I I remember being asked. To go to that Queen concert, and I said no. Not by us. We said no way. No, obviously. Three's a crowd. <laughs> Fuck Marty. Fifteen's a crowd. We can't possibly have one more. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, I guess I'll be talking to you soon with Pin Clash. Uh, thanks for including me, and uh, I look forward to talking to the top twenty-four. Uh, for those that want to try to get in the top twenty-four, where do they go? What do they do with their Godzilla machine and streaming units? Well, thank you, Jeff, for, for the help. I'm really looking forward to that. Pingclashtourney.com. Everything can be found there. There's a link to the Discord. The Discord is the primary source of information. That's where scores are submitted. And if people have questions, they can ask there. But yeah, if you want to stream pinball or if you're a streamer and you want to play, you've got a Godzilla, sign up. Hmm. Um, I'm a streamer and I also happen to have a Godzilla. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. How'd you get a Godzilla? We talked about this. No, Jeff, we didn't. Y- yes, we did. How do you think I managed to have my whole review on? I've got Ryan's Godzilla. Oh, in that's my right. House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. my God. Well, it's a loner. I don't know you still have it. I've played it three times. Don't tell Ryan that. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's listening right now. And it will be handed back with a total of three plays on it. Mm-hmm. I have one. I just can't stream. So, uh, but, but, but it, I'll t- say this about Pin Clash. It's fun to try it, uh, you know, to see what your challenges are. First of all, the, the one ball challenge to get you qualified, but also the other tiers and other things. Uh, cool. I mean, there's a lot of variety. Can you go through them? This is what I'm keen to know. What is it that you've, <laughs> what was it? The, the um, Jurassic Park was the, um, oh God, it's been so long since I played that game. It was the Jeep one, right, where you had to escape. Escape Nublar. That was the qualification. Escape yeah. Nublar. Fuck, that was good. That was that was good, obviously, until 
some people started putting up ridiculous times. Well, this one's way better. That one, there was a score, there was a time exploit, so people learned how to get the timer pause. That's that's what frustrated Thanks, me there. Esha. Yeah, I would have if I knew that in advance. That challenge would have run off of a real time clock, so you couldn't use the in game clock. But then that's such a nightmare to do, though. But this one's a single ball Tokyo Carnage bonus. So you get you have to set your game to one ball, no extra balls, and then it's the highest carnage bonus you get when you leave Tokyo. So give us a tip. What's the best way to do it? Obviously, you don't want to cash out right away. You want to kill one. Which which, which uh, monster should get you the biggest the points? You think? Come on, The Carl. monster doesn't really matter. It, it really doesn't. The uh, It's the multi -balls. It's everything else? You, you need a good bridge score. That seems to be the... Because that has the highest... We're getting into details here. The highest yep, annihilation good. bonus percentage available. So if you have a high bridge... Your annihilation bonuses, which is after you play the bridge multi ball, you can shoot 50 spin spinners or 50 switches, excuse me, that will light the bridge shot for an annihilation bonus. Mm -hmm. And that so it's a percentage of your total multi ball score. Mm. That's what you get every time you hit that. And that's what builds into your carnage bonus. So when you're in multi ball, you better be have Rodan going. Right. So you need Rodan and you want Angiris. And you actually want multiple Angiruses if you can. So you want to light your Adaball before you start it. And then have your allies kind of ready ready to go. Start your multiball. Wait till your supers are ready. Or at some point in the multiball, start your 2x. Or hold off until you use your Adaball. And then light another Adaball so you can extend it even further. That's really where the high scores seem to be coming from. There's so much on that game. The Godzilla power-ups. I, I watched your streams to figure out which are the best ones. And when I was talking to Keith, he's like, it doesn't really matter. It depends. You know, there's no one path. But you like the three-second destruction jackpot extra chance in case you miss it. And, and your destruction jackpots were huge. I'm like, okay, that's a good strat. Yeah, yeah. Because you miss that shot so often that it helps out. I feel that's better than the other option. I think the other one is... Uh... 20 seconds added to tier two battles, which is yes. great too if you want to blow up a tier two battle. But long term, I feel the the three seconds helps more. Did you feel that this is was how it was going to play out? That people were just going to try and find different ways, or was there a way that you thought people would get their points and that's what they're doing? No, this is about what it was. It was either going to be tanks or bridge. It was going to see. It was a matter of what were people going to focus in on, and it's really leaned towards bridge, unfortunately, because I like I like the tanks more have more fun it's exciting to to have this godzilla talk as three new games were released this week and uh, we're talking about one that's come out from a designer who can't get a game out until 2025 it's still yeah. number one it's still i'm number just one. kidding you know how much i love it it's <laughs> it's the game of the year it's uh it's what's great about pinball and uh I'm excited for what's new and, and we're going to talk a little bit about that but we will say goodbye to our our good friend Carl D'Angelo, uh, I want to thank you for putting up with Marty's kind of scrambling <laughs> to come up with questions. I mean, I did the research. Marty had no, uh, he, he just wings it. Yeah, I had no idea he was coming on, so thanks for the, the research time. Yeah, pre appreciate it. Thank anyway, you. Anyway, always be ready. Will you be, going to, will you be going to TPF is the question. I will be. I should be there. Oh, well, listen later on well, the program. Well. Listen later, Carl. Oh, yeah? All right. All right, I'll tune in. Okay. Until then, we right. will say so long. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Marty. Before you go, if you are going to uh, Texas Pimple Festival, which is great. If 
I was to go to TPF or if Jeff was to go, um, we, 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 Jeff and I have had a discussion and your name has been brought up, right? You better not be about Whataburger. You shut your mouth, Carl. Oh, I've not had Whataburger. Anyway. You no, will. It's to, do, it's to do with Texas no. barbecue, right? Because I've said on the show that I wanted to go back to Hard Eight. Ugh. Because I've only been there. Shut up. I've, I've been there and it was fantastic. Mm. And Jeff said to me, uh, nah, 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 were the exact words of what he actually said to me. <laughs> what he actually said was, no, nah, you don't want to go to Hard Eight. Hard Eight is pedestrian. You need to go to this other place called Hutchins and I'll tell you who said that Hutchins is the best. Carl D'Angelo said that Hutchins is the best. So you, your name has been put out. I just want you to be able to defend yourself. Do you think that Hutchins is the best? Yeah, that's my choice. I went The first time I went to Texas, I went to Heart 8 and I was disappointed. And then I found Hutchins the day after and I go there every time. It's, it's really the reason I want to go to Texas, just to have more Hutchins. And Whataburger. We have kind of American barbecue places in Australia, but really they're Australian American barbecue, right? So I went to Hard Eight and I was really, really pleased with the quality. So you're, you were disappointed with Hard Eight. And also what Jeff, Jeff said was is that Hard Eight is like McDonald's. Like it's just a franchise, it's a chain. Of course it's going to be good for you because you're eating fucking koala bear and kangaroo every other meal. No. He he's okay. This is bullshit, right? So here's the deal. The deal is this: in Australia, we have access to the best meat in the world, right? That's what we're known for. We do fucking cattle, lamb, other meats, kangaroo, kangaroo, right? So you can get the best quality meat in Australia. The problem with that is everyone's sort of like, oh, well, if you've got the best quality meat, don't mess with it. Don't season it. Don't marinate it. Just preserve the brilliance. And I'm like, hang on. That's not the case. When you go to an American barbecue, they have seasoned it. They have marinated it. They've slow cooked it with all these different, you know, the hickory fucking wood or whatever. The bloody 24 hours smoking the damn add, things. Yeah, to add flavor to it. So uh, what I'm shitty about is the fact that Australians haven't worked out. If you can do the American technique and add Australian meat to it, you have got you know, the, the recipe for the best meat in the world. So I, I guess what I'm coming back to is I have a good standard of meat in Australia, but not when it comes to that slow cooked meat. And so Hard Eight was the only experience I've had of it. I was blown away. And you're telling me, Carl D'Angelo, that Hutchins is even better. What do I say? That That's my preference by far, by far. The burnt end specifically at, at uh, Hutchins. Mm. Good call. Oh my god! And the they they have something called a Texas Twinkie also, which is really good. What's that? It's a jalapeno stuffed uh, brisket, I believe. So here's the thing: TPF is coming up at the end of the month, and we're only there three, maybe four days. I will hit Hutchins at least twice with uh, like the most expandable belt possible. <laughs> so your standard belt then. Uh, fly, I'm just letting you know right now, Fly's definitely down that weekend. I need all the room I can get. <laughs> Some massive crop dusting the day after for sure. <laughs> Burning ring of fire. Some the flight say. home. We've run out of gas. Don't worry. I'm here. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> okay. 
So all I'm saying is if I go to Hutchins and it's shit house, it's on you, Carl D'Angelo. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, okay. Fine. You're backing yourself on that. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm all good with that. Although my-, my brother now lives in Texas and he does not like Hutchins, but I don't think he has any taste buds. So <laughs> let's, um, let's bring him online now. Here he is. <laughs> He's after the pinball. I, I got a guy. question, Jeffs, because of kind of what a what a burger. Fuck you, know. love In and Out Burger. I love Whataburger. Whataburger is no frills and just a great quality burger. I'm not talking about the fries. I'm not talking about the shakes. The burger is fucking unreal. The shit you can put on there, spectacular. You, I I've won so many people over that. The In and Out Burger. I'll give you your stupid shakes. They're fine, but come on, man, Carl. The burger. If we're just talking no. burger. I tried it twice. Uh, you'll you'll have to you'll have to get me again. You liked it? No, it was fine. It was just just it was like a fast food mediocre burger. Ray Day was with us. I think Steve Bowden. Uh, I, I remember. I yep. remember that trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ray Day was was raving over the thing, and I'm I'm eating mine. Going, what are you eating? A different burger? Yeah. <laughs> I I loved In and Out Burger the first time I had it when I went to San Francisco. Came back when I went to. TPF had it there and went, huh? That's it's it's fun. It's fun. It's a fast food burger. It's fun. It's Carl. Fast food burger. Now five guys, five guys, right? And I'm talking about burgers as well. Carl, you 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 lost a lot of weight. You're you're in great shape. I'm still fucking chubby. So always go with the chubby guy for the best food. The video's not on right now, so you you know you don't really know. (laughs) I watched the stream. You look good in that pinball profile shirt. Yeah. Thanks, oh. buddy. Is is there a Whataburger near TPF? Yes. Yes. Oh, is there? Yes. Okay. All right. So, all I'm hearing is Whataburger. Whataburger I've not had, and Hutchins. All right. Okay. And then we'll come back and I'll tell you that you both suck. Okay. See you, Carl. Thanks, Carl. All right. Take care. So, Marty, it's been a while since we've said this. What have you learned? I'm, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I have not learned anything. Oh. And, I, and what I'm saying by that is, if my lesson today was to learn whether Carl is the best person in the world, I've not learned anything because I already knew that. He is fucking awesome. Carl is just, I don't know, there's something about Carl that just, I don't know, makes me feel reassured, like a big... Boner. Like a big blanket that's giving oh, me blanket, a sorry. big hug. It's just, he's just such a lovely person that nothing phases him. Like, you, you, I don't know. He's just awesome is what I'm saying. Like, it's funny when he was talking about one game and he said, you know, that may be a little bit rough. And he paused to say bit rough. And I'm thinking, it's easier to say that may be shit. But he doesn't yeah. <laughs> No, that's right. No, so what he does is he he is somebody that is he's mastered the art of positivity without sounding that he's always positive. You know what I mean? Like he just if if you really want to know what the truth is, speak to Carl D'Angelo. He will tell you the truth. There's no he he there's no hyperbole, there's no ulterior motive. He will just tell you a fact is a fact. There it is. Well, I got a question is judgment. And it's not just about the Whataburger and in out burger. I, I, I do have to question his judgment because he is a positive guy. And yet for some strange reason, whether it's Pin Clash, whether it's Indisc, 
he keeps asking me to help out. I, I oblige. Maybe I'm, well, I'm certainly flattered, but, you know, he's positive and I, I am when I need to be. Certainly Pinball Profile is all about positivity, but you get the dick side of me here on Final Round. Maybe he hasn't listened. Yeah, look, I think what you've got to understand is, and, and I'm listener, I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but the pinball scene is not a big scene. What? It's just not. It's not. Like if you're talking about, you know, you're going to TPF and how many people do you think will go through TPF? Mm, thousands and thousands. Right. How many people would go through a Comic-Con? More. Like b- b- squillions more, right? So we're not that big. The point I'm trying to make is... We should all dress up as cosplay. So, no, what I'm saying is, Jeff, you are the best in the pinball industry without a doubt. The Stop, keep going. best there Just is. Please. Out of five fucking people, there's not a lot of fucking choice here. You know what I'm saying? Like there's not a big pool here to choose from. Jeff is the best because easy. there's no Take one it easy. fucking else. Slow down there. <laughs> you know what the term for that is? Big fish in a little pond. That's right. What I, I have in recent episodes, because I've listened to them again, I have given Jeff some compliments about the quality of his broadcasting. So I kind of just felt like I needed to balance it somehow right now. Thank you. All is, all is good in the world. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about Foo Fighters. And, and we've talked about Scooby-Doo. Uh, thank, g- well done, Spooky. Well done. And what I want to say well done for is the fact that, boy, you know, you, you got all those games sold when now you've got three companies trying to get your money. And in Foo Fighters with Stern, you've got Godfather with JJP. And at the time of this recording, we haven't seen it. We know it's coming out uh, this week. And a Galactic Tank Force with American Pinball, which I might have already seen and played. You've got, you've got call-outs in Galactic T- Tank Force, don't you? 100% I do not. Really? Yep, I do not. Huh. Nope, not me. And somebody asked me earlier and I said, no, that's not me. It's, uh, and you're going to love who it is, actually. Okay. G- great, great talent, I, I think. I'm sure they are. It just, it just struck me as the kind of game that you would have been perfect for. So it surprised me that you're not involved in it. I can't, I can't give anything away right now. Hopefully by the time this airs, you'll know more. But um, Are you involved in any of the games that are coming out in March? No. Okay. No. Really? No, no. Okay. We've heard voice talent. And, and, and I, I think we say the gold standard pretty much is Mark Silk, as far as known, right? And he's been in... Well, whoever, does the, whoever does the Iron... I can't remember his name. I wish I did. It's Jerry Thompson's go-to guy. The guy who did certainly Iron Maiden, but also did the Batman call-outs. My... F- oh, God. I can't believe I'm saying this. Fuck, you're <laughs> drunk, man. You're drunk. My, f- my favorite call-out person is you. Bullshit, you liar. <laughs> No, I haven't heard the Haggis phone ring yet. No, it is because I've heard all the voices that you can do. The point I'm trying to make is I cannot believe that you are not the go-to guy for call-outs in pinball. There you go. I've said it. I'm You really are drunk. lying through your fucking teeth. I actually mean it. I Because also, guys, what you've got to understand is that you've heard what he has released officially as his or some unofficially as his voices. <laughs> I've heard all the other voices when we've just been having conversations. 
I, I still just don't understand why being somebody that is so well-known in the pinball community that people don't come to you to do voices. I just don't get it. I'm, and I, I'm, I genuinely mean it. And I am also drunk, so maybe it is the gin that means it. doesn't matter. It's being said. Thanks. I think that you should be doing so many more call-outs. There you go. I've said it. I've done three. I've turned down two. I've told you that before. And uh, we know one big one that <laughs> never unfortunately saw the light. And that would have been that would have been the one that uh, would have showcased. Like, here's the thing. Anything, I do, the radio stuff. The radio stuff I do, very rarely do you hear this voice talking. You know, if it's, I, I did one for, I can't remember what the hell it was, a furniture thing the other day. And it's fine. It's just, it's generic. It's uh, whatever. But most of the stuff I do is pretty wacky, pretty fun. And uh, it's just that. It's fun. I, I enjoy getting to be something different. The best compliment you can get when you uh, do something is when they do not believe it's your voice. That's fucking great, right? Yeah. That's well, the whole, and like, I, I, Legends of Valhalla. That's when I had to, I messaged you and I'm like, is, is that you? I'm not, I'm not sure. And you said, yeah, it is. And I'm like, I don't, I, I kind of thought it was, but I, <laughs> my backhand compliment was, I felt it was too good to be. <laughs> uh, but it was that good. It was that good. Anyway, whatever. Stop it. I've got to stop drinking. No, it's fun when you drink. Anyway, the, let's, let's talk about the games. Foo Fighters. Uh, saw, saw the stream. I, I actually only saw the um, LE stream where they had uh, Zombie Yeti there. They had Tanyo, they had Ray Day, and of course, Jack Danger. Kudos to all of you for a great-looking game. Dying to play it. Fuck, looks like fun. I mean, you're right. People, before it came out, oh, no, not another band pin. Well, fuck, it's going to be a band pin. It's going to be a movie pin, or it's going to be a TV pin. That's how shit works. If you want IPs. Yeah, if you want anything outside of that, <laughs> buy them when they release them. You know what's funny? It, so, so... I actually, yeah, I'm also a Foo Fighters fan, and uh, I, I really like the music. I like they have a great sense of humor. I love, 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 love humor in pinball. It's one of my favorite things. It, if you think of all the great games, Medieval Madness, Attack from Mars, great, great humor in games, and this looks like it's got oodles of that. So I, I'm excited for that. I I think it's got Foo Fighters DNA all over it. Like I I don't know, and maybe Jack Danger or someone will come out and tell us that it's different. But it's almost like they're like, well, we're thinking about doing this. And Foo Fighters are like, fuck yeah, do what you want. Like fucking go crazy. And like, yeah, we're thinking about you attacking aliens. Yeah, of course you are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I just feel they probably just had somebody that's like, yeah, this is all uncharted territory. Go fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Let's talk about Jack Danger. Well, I remember seeing a lot of this play field or at least certain aspects of it that Outlane post-save when he was creating his homebrew. I remember watching him with Ed Owens, who was a homebrew creator of Ghost in the Shell, a Wisconsin guy, a great guy who you'd see always at Expo. And I remember watching them kind of go through things. And then all of a sudden you didn't see anything more of that. So the resume was that game probably, and obviously his tight connections with Stern. Glad he got the, the full-time gig. And uh, fuck it... I mean, I, I, I remember Jack telling me a while back that Gomez gave him a lot of tips and stuff, and 
you know, things that he might have had to reconfigure. I think even it was on Dead Flip too, where he had to basically reconfigure the Whitewood because he had things in the wrong spot or too close together and had to kind of not start from scratch, but do another Whitewood that had those accurate measurements. And uh, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for the guy. And I've told you, I've played Jurassic Park, the pin. I fucking love playing that game. It's a good game. I wish I had played it. Yeah. What I felt was looking at, I've not, obviously I've not played Jurassic Park, the pin. What I looked at it and I went, you know what? That is a great pin. There's not necessarily anything too crazy about it, but what you've done is great. Ramps in the right location. Evans in the right location. Well done. This one, this one's interesting. And it's funny you should say that about George Gomez because it's, what I like about it is that it's unique. It feels like you've now got a new designer with a new design methodology. On saying that, I I am, I was, and I'd had this conversation. So if anyone wants to fact check me, you can. I had said, I felt that there was a lot of George Gomez influence in the game. And there you go. You've backed it up. Hmm. I, I, yeah, I have no idea how much influence, just maybe some suggestions and, you know, helping a young designer. Uh, I will say this about Jack. He's not a seasoned veteran yet. Oh, no, you've ruined my joke. Oh, oh my <laughs> it was coming. God. It was coming. It's like, well, now he's a seasoned veteran. He's released yeah. one game. He's now a seasoned veteran, according no. to Jeff Teolis. No, no, he's, he's no, he's no Keith Allen yet. Um, but well, it's two games, two games he's released. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. We have not seen Godfather. So by the time this airs, it, it was supposed, it's supposed to come out on March the 7th. Super excited. Love Eric as a designer. In fact, earlier tonight, tonight is the 5th of March at the time of this recording. I watched the Godfather movie with my son. It had nothing to do with the game. We have a list of movies to watch, and Godfather was next on the list. Uh, I, I watched the miniseries called The Offer, which was uh, the making of the Godfather. I'm fascinated. I think I have seen. I think I've seen the Godfather more than I've seen Star Wars. So okay. So, it, so of the movies, one, two, and three, what do you think is my favorite of the three well you can throw three in the garbage and uh so so one might be the most influential movie of all time maybe top three two's a better movie uh, like two is just like i can't believe they did all this stuff while wow, you made at the time when there weren't sequels you made a sequel and also a prequel in the same movie you 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 know think of what quentin tarantino does when he goes all over the place jumps back and forth and back and forth that was kind of created in Godfather 2. I'm not going to give any spoilers away if you haven't seen the movie, but it's just the acting, the storytelling, the cinematography, it's it's got it all. Um, I've watched Godfather 1 way more times because of the initial storytelling, but 2 is maybe the best movie ever made. Cool. To you? I am... Okay, so for me, out of the three movies... I would have to say, if I'm really honest, I've not seen any of them. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> but fucking Crocodile Dundee, you've seen, you, you know them like the back Many of your times. hand. Many times. I, I've not seen any of the God, Godfather movies. You're an idiot. How? how why? Oh, it just don't appeal to me. And when I hear that people like you like it, yeah. I liked your Everything All at Once movie. 
I thought that was funny as shit. Yeah, because it's a good film and everyone else thinks something so. And we actually had someone write to me that said that they uh, Yeah, it. yeah, I know. But we did that before all the awards came out. We were like, that's 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 very unique and fun. Yeah. I, okay, I'll tell you what. It's one of these things. I I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really into gangster films, okay? Which is why it's always been a bit of a turnoff. But it doesn't mean I don't want to watch it. You know what The Godfather is about, first of all? Do you, you haven't even seen it. It's about family and the mistreatment. It's about guys. Oh fuck, oh, my god! That? It's right? just—is that spot on? Was it like uncanny? Just how Italian Americans <laughs> have been treated. It's oh fuck, man! It's such a perfect movie. Okay, I've got a choice after this podcast. I can either continue playing Horizon Forbidden West, or I can watch Godfather. Yeah, I know. that's the choice I've got in front of me. You won't watch Godfather. I don't know. You should. I don't know. There was, no, there was, I, I remember this one time when I was doing head to head, there was a dare about whether I would watch the Goonies or not. I did end up watching the Goonies. So, How can you even say the fucking Goonies in the same sentence as The Godfather? Yeah, it's got a better cast, better acting, better script. Go away. Go away. <laughs> Speaking of, okay, again, we're talking about, I did something I have never, ever seen in my life. I saw something. And some okay. people say this would make a great pinball machine. Our good friend Ed Robertson would fucking love it if it was a pinball machine. What am I talking about? Is it a Canadian thing? No, it's Big Bang Theory, the television show. I watched three minutes of that piece of shit and was like, you are insulting absolutely any intelligence I might have. At Oh my God, just every line. Laugh track, laugh track, laugh track. Fuck off. Okay, 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 okay. If you had said to me, I watched the Bing Bang Theory for the first time, what do you think? I like trying to get a gauge on what you thought. I, I knew you wouldn't have liked it, mainly because Big Bang Theory subscribes to the old sitcom model of each episode is effectively a self-contained episode. The 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 jokes are very much forced and shoved down your throat. There's canned laughter. Sorry, where it's, are the jokes? They laugh at things that aren't jokes. No, That's the problem. I actually, no, I've got to tell you, I actually watched maybe a couple of seasons of it and and I enjoyed it, but I just felt that comedy had moved on and I felt that Big Bang Theory had become very, well, probably always was, very pedestrian, very cheap humour. Yeah. And and we've moved on, but I, I don't think it's bad. I can't imagine how you'd make it into a pinball machine, though. Oh, I, I'm not saying it wouldn't be a great pinball machine. Of course it would be a great one. Maybe not now because But I can't imagine how you could make it a, a great machine. Like, what, what oh, could fuck. you do? You, get, you shoot for the character. I mean, it's not, uh, who knows, some stupid story mode or whatever. I, I don't even know the character's sure. names. I could care less. It's Sheldon. Is that I could one? care less as well. Anyway, I, I don't hate it. It just I do, and I am. I'm not surprised that you didn't enjoy it. And it goes back to what I was saying in that I think that we, as a society and as humans, have moved forward from that type of humor. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But it's also, also it was the most popular show, as was Two and a Half Men, also another show that I felt was very pedestrian. But you know, same same creator that Chuck Lorre guy. And Chuck, if you're listening, sorry, dude, uh, you you appeal to the, the lowest common denominator, which is the majority of people. So, from a marketing standpoint, you are doing a brilliant you're doing you're doing a brilliant thing. Uh, you're reaching the masses. 
So compare that to pinball. Make games easier, right? Appeal to not the Carl D'Angelo wizard mode great players or, you know, who gives a shit about the top 100 players? And I agree. Appeal to the masses that are just want to have fun playing pinball, want to want to see things, want to be able to lock a ball, get a multi-ball, get an extra ball. But you may have seen that there was a picture, there was a photo of Jersey Jack in front of three posters behind him. One was Wizard of Oz. The other was Hobbit, possibly. And the third was Harry, Harry Potter. And he said, two down, one to go. And then they've announced this, have a seat at the table using the Godfather font. And people are saying, oh my God, it's Godfather. And other people are saying, no, it's actually Harry Potter. Mm. What do you think, Jeff? Well, I know the answer. Okay. It's, it's Godfather. It's Godfather. I know. And, um, and, hey, uh, hey, man, 2023, possible conspiracies may be ex- in existence. Yeah. Especially in North America. I don't know what it's like on your side of the planet, but... Uh, yeah, it's getting like that. Uh, hey, listen, is Harry Potter just came out with that new video game. Do you have it? Finished it. Okay, so the answer is yes, and got it probably day one... Probably loved it. I saw the sales for it. It's fantastic. So sort of the okay. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So again, it's ha- it's going to happen in our lifetime. It's not a fantastic game. It's not a fantastic game. It is a it is a great game. Add the Harry Potter world to it. It makes it a fantastic game. That's all. Okay. The only Harry Potter game I've played, and uh, I have a PlayStation Five. I think you do too. I can't remember, but sure. Um, Okay. <laughs> I one of those whatever the plus or the premium pack whatever you buy the, the annual thing I got a free Harry Potter complete Lego Harry Potter thing it was fun as shit yeah it's fantastic it's so fun okay I have only platinumed a couple of games the Harry Potter Lego one is one of them and it came in two parts it's fantastic I knew you were going to say that because there was actually another Harry Potter game that came out it was okay but, and this is what I'm saying. Sorry, we'll go back to pinball in a second. Ah. This Hogwarts Legacy that's come out is a good, it's a really good solid RPG, but you then turn everything into Harry Potter terminology, then you've you've got this ultimate RPG. That's all it is. But yes, I finished it. Done. So Move do on. you play it with your joystick or are you able to bring out your wand? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. You know, you know I don't have a wand. You do have a wand. It's behind a special glass in the case of emergency break here. Virtuoso, blah, 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 whatever the fuck. No, I, I had this, like, yeah, like, like that's a proper spell. <laughs> whatever. I went out of Livioso. I did have a wand. It was Bellatrix, Bellatrix Lestrange's wand. What do you mean you had? I gave it to someone. Why? Okay, I had this conversation with somebody. Not me. At work this week. No. Like, I, I, I think you go to work every day, and if something shit happens, you pull it out your sleeve and cast a spell. Yeah, correct. It's almost like that. Now, this was my previous job. There was one of my team leaders who was just massive into Harry Potter, like just massive into it. And one day I said, do you know what? You can have this wand. And I gave her my wand. You waited four hours in line for that thing, didn't you? Oh, it was about an hour. <laughs> Shut up. Same thing. Um, After one, it's might as well be four. Who waits an... Oh. Okay, no, you haven't even got to the best part of the story. Two weeks later, she resigned and left. 
insert C-bomb here. Which then reminded me of a story where I had my very first pinball machine that I owned, so bringing this back to pinball, was... Roller games. Roller games, correct. I rethemed it to a client and gave it to a client, shipped it from Melbourne to Sydney, and then a week later they sacked us. Fuck. That's a true story. And you have been a miserable... SOB ever since, and you don't do anything nice for anyone now. Is that the the lesson has been learned? I will never do that again is the lesson. But also, you know, I, I got paid for my roller games. So I was fine with it. I was happy with what I got. Like had, had I sold it today, it would be going for three times the amount. But back in the day, I was happy with what I got. But it's just one of those things where even though, even though you know, you know me, you know how much of an asshole I am. Every once in a while, I will do a random act of kindness. Turns out every time I do that, fuck, I'm back in my face. So I just shouldn't do it. And thus the killing spree has begun. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Okay, but let's talk. Do you think Godzilla, Godzilla. Godfather. They both start with God. It's practically the same thing. Okay. Do you think Godfather is a good pinball theme? Fucking right I do. No, it's terrible. No, bullshit. I like I love the idea of it. Wow. Sorry, do you think let's be honest. Do you think Godzilla is a great pinball theme or I'm not talking about great machine. Do you think it's a great theme? Like put up your hand how many Godzilla movies you've watched in your life. No, I I I said from day 1 I thought it was a terrible theme. But it does does it so wow. Sorry to go against the norm. Does theme really matter or does the quality of the game matter more? It's the uh, latter. I, I guess because I don't know the Godfather movies, as we've obviously just recently established, I, I don't know enough about the story to be able to know what you could do to turn it into modes. Hmm. And You also haven't seen the movie. That might help. So, Wow. But that's why I'm asking you whether you think it's a good theme and you've said yes. Do you think that there's enough in the movies to be able to make that? And and do you wait? Do you think they're going to come out with it actually being Godfather Four? Stop it! No, there'll be no Godfather Four. Um, oh, I'm so excited for this. There's a Toy Story reference. I get it. I, I <laughs> funny. Um, I. But why? Yeah. Why do I like this? And and I'm and I'm not. I'm actually not having a go with you with somebody that doesn't know. And for there's going to be a lot of people out there. I, I, I have this feeling that I'm not the only person that hasn't seen a Godfather film, okay? I'm just going to say it. I, I want you, and I, and I genuinely mean this, I want you to tell me why it makes for a good pinball machine. It's the world. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, that, that. It's, it's that world. Like There are a few songs in my life where almost every single time I hear them, I get goosebumps. The theme to Godfather. If I know what's coming on, and I hear it. I'm like, fuck. I'm re- I'm strapped in. I'm ready to go. Let's let's. I'm I'm not moving for three hours. This this is oh fuck. I love it. And um, yeah. I mean, it, there's it's just such a it's such a deep deep story that I I I haven't seen the game. Uh, we are recording before the games come out. I imagine there's going to be a lot left on the table that they can't put in the game for just, there's so much in there that I don't know how they're going to get it all in there. Is there a pig's head involved? 
It's a horse's head, and the great horse's thing about, head. There you go. The horse's head. So, that, I, without spoiling it, uh, I guess I am spoiling it. It's a fifty-one-year-old movie, so too bad. This uh, actor goes up to uh, the Godfather and asks to get a get a producer to uh, put him in a movie part, and the producer won't do it because he kind of stole the producer. His girlfriend was stolen by this actor. He's like, I'll never put him in a movie, blah, blah, blah. And uh, that producer loved the horse, and he refused the uh, request of the Godfather and woke up with a, which originally was a prop of a horse's head. It was, if you watch the movie, it is an actual horse's severed head. They didn't kill the horse to um, put in the movie. The horse was already dead. They got it from a, like a dog food place. Uh, this is 1972, and they, you know, watch the movie, watch the series, The Offer. You'll you'll understand. But it was like, uh, you, you didn't get this from me, and the actor had no idea that it was going to be a real head. He knew about the prop they put in the real one. The actor loses his shit. Spectacular. Okay. Love. Oh, it. You know, I didn't even realize. Well, when when you say 51 years, I'm like, ah, bullshit. And I'm I'm obviously I'm on the Wikipedia site. Um, March 72. Yep. Fucking hell. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I've just realized that Diane Keaton's in it and I love her. For those that don't know, my dad's side of the family is Italian. My actual last name is Teolisi, T-E-O-L-E-S-E. Uh, I am born Teolis, but uh, my grandfather, Salvatore John Teolisi, his birth certificate is that. And then just, you know, as his family came over, they they spelt it wrong on the papers, <laughs> so to speak, and uh, Teolis was born, but his his birth certificate is Teolisi, so so watching these movies and you know that Italian side of me, look at this this redhead Italian <laughs> with a Greek sounding last name. Anyway, uh, it means a lot to me. I can hardly. So what you're saying, saying to us, everybody, is that you're sort of pretty much in the mob, in the family. Okay, cool. Yep. <laughs> Just that's what you're saying. Oh, uh, it's that's what it's, I got out of that. It's it's an acting masterpiece. Uh, I'm curious what the callouts will be like because. You know, James Caan, who played Sonny, the oldest son, uh, died uh, almost a year ago. He would have been kind of the person to do it. Pacino probably can't pull off that voice that of the young Michael Corleone. Robert Duvall is 80-some-odd years. Uh, I, I just don't I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, but you know what? At, at 51 years, just there's so many impersonators out there. It's going to sound great. So... Yeah, I haven't really heard anything that's going to make it a great people, but sure, whatever. Um, we'll have to see. Aren't you a fan of Eric? Like, like I, I, I enjoy Guns N' Roses. I, it was something to see. Yeah, of course. I'm a- I, this, okay, no, that's what I was about to say. Oh. I don't think they're going to... I I still don't think Jersey Jack has put a foot, foot wrong, really. Yeah, no well, kidding. Except maybe... Hobbit. No, I loved Hobbit. Wonka. I didn't fall in love with it, but... I still think they did it justice, if that makes sense. Yeah, I like Wonka. Yeah. So I think if I think if anyone's going to do it justice, it's going to be Godfather. We're going to be laughing ourselves silly when it's Harry Potter. But anyway, so <laughs> let's move on then to Galactic Tank Force. American which Pinball. American Pinball is going to come out with. Now, he's, I think... Again, we're recording on the 5th of March, Mm -hmm. 2023. I don't know. I have this weird feeling that Galactic Tank Tank Force is the dark horse of what's going to be revealed at TPF. I just, I know nothing about this game. I've just seen 
the fonts and, and, some, and some video footage of like the, the screens, I just have this feeling that it's going to be a great game. I've got no evidence to back that up. I just feel in my waters that this is going to be actually quite enjoyable. Even though it's a, an original theme, I think that they might just surprise us. Well, the expectation of Foo Fighters, the expectation of Godfather, because of Stern and Jersey Jack, is, is, is quite high. You know, those are known IPs. Galactic Tank Force is all original. It's not a licensed IP. So they have to create all the content and can do whatever they want. Of course, they have to animate it, film it, all that kind of good stuff. It allows you to do whatever the hell you want without having to get permission. So the expectations are low for Galactic Tank Force, which only means, like you say, you're going to be a lot more satisfied than you thought you were. Yeah, I do. And, and that also can be said for Foo Fighters and Godfather, but the expectations are already high, whereas... Galactic Tank Force, okay, well, we're, you know, Hot Wheels is the only licensed theme they've had so far. In this world of more homeowners than operators, I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say the wrong thing because I know I'm going to be laughed at, but uh, does the theme matter as much if you're buying it for your home? I guess I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan. Fuck yeah, I got to have it. That makes sense. That's an easier buy. Galactic Tank Force, you got to impress me. You got to impress me with the play field. You got to impress me with the, the callouts and, and the rules and stuff. So they have to really win you over. Whereas Foo Fighters, like perfect example again, Led Zeppelin. I didn't give a shit what it was. I was getting it. I got it. I was like, ah, eh, fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, look, I know what you mean. Like with, with Foo Fighters, they could have just done a big dump on a play field and people probably yes. still would have bought it in numbers. The fact that it's as good as it is, great. That's just like wowed us. Hey man, and, and I agree with you. I think I think Galactic Tank Force they're already at a bit of a disadvantage. They have to prove themselves. I don't know. I just have this feeling that they are going to prove themselves. Celts had to do it. You know that from Haggis, right? They Correct. had to do it. No yep. one knew what the hell it was, and you played it, and you were like, "Holy fuck, this is good! It's a really well built machine. It's a good shooter. Rules are pretty cool. Wow, that's nice to see the display in the middle. You won them over." But it yeah. was yep. you didn't have advantage. You didn't have the instant sales because show show me first. You know what I mean? Like at least spooky. Correct. You know they do all their sales before you see the game, but you know the IP with the exception of obviously America's Most Haunted. You didn't know, and but you knew who Rob Zombie was for the next one, and you know Scooby Doo and Halloween. So yeah, but yeah, different times as well. We were the post pre-order model where everybody lost their money. So it was it, mm. a bit of a disadvantage there as well. Don't think I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. I've played it. Was played what? Galactic Tank Force. Yeah, I know that you have. I have this feeling that we may have spoken about it. Uh, uh, okay. I, okay. Can you at least say that I haven't told you fuck all about it other than I've played it? No, I know nothing Good, about this you. game. You No, I, like 100%. And even then, okay. What you've got to understand, listener, is that Jeff and I have got a very good relationship. We have for many years. And one thing that we have is that we never lie to each other, ever. 100% never lie, even if it's some, a difficult conversation, we will never lie. So what that means is if I ask Jeff a question like, oh, have you played Galactic Tank Force? He won't lie to me. He won't necessarily tell the truth. No, no, but conversely too. I know, you where you, you I know where lie. you work. I know where you work and we're good friends. I don't ever, sure. I, I respect your job and the people that you work for to not ask you, hey, what's game number 
three, four, five, six, seven. You know what I mean? Of it's course. It's none of my business. And, and that puts you in an awkward position. And friendship is more important than that. So the same, same goes with my friends at Stern, at Jersey Jack, at Multimorphic, at, at American, Spooky. Can I just say something? What's been really interesting is a number of times on this podcast, you've gone, oh, yeah, I knew it was this. And I'm, I'm like, fuck, you could have told me. <laughs> you don't tell me this shit. So I don't even think I told you when Legends came out, did I? No, that's right. No, that's exactly right. But you yeah. didn't. So that's why I had to message you saying, hey, did you do the voice in this? You just, you just don't know. And that right there, listener, is what integrity is all about, is when you know a secret, but you don't tell anyone about it. Integrity, it's called. Y- well, I can, I, I've, I'm, a, I'm a pretty good vault that way. And I, I again, it's basically really because of the relationships I have with the individuals that uh, have shared information with me. And, and yeah, it, 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 I mean, I guess if you want to put me on a torture chamber, you probably could get something out of me. Please don't. But I did, I did play Galactic Tank Force quite some time ago. Fun, fun, fun shooter. Okay, so I'm not going to be disappointed is what, what I'm hearing is that my I, – I, no, actually, no, I know what's happened. You've come clean because it sounds like I've got inside information saying, I think it's going to be really good. I don't. I don't know that. I just feel that American Pinball have had enough experience now They've also got Nordman on board. They've yes. got, you know what I mean? Remember I that. Think if you're that, a fan of Nordman, you're going to love this game. Which I am. Yeah. Um, I just think they, I don't know. I just think that, I, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. I just think they can do us. Again, I told you just minutes ago that I love humor in games. I, I think that's why I think if, if people are similar, they'll enjoy Galactic Tank Force. Awesome. You know what? They don't take themselves too serious, which is pretty awesome. Okay. So here's, here's a really good segue for you. <laughs> you ready? So all these games have been announced now in time for Texas Pimple Festival. Yes. So what's happening at TPF? A lot of things are happening at TPF. We know really? Think what's happening? Pinball Brothers is going to be there. Um, a multimorphic. I, it hasn't come out again at this time, but Scott Denisi's got something uh, he's working on, so maybe that'll be there. Chicago Gaming is getting close from what we hear for their next title. And then what about those fine people in the bottom of the world in a little corner <laughs> known as Australia? What's going on with Haggis? I don't know. What, what, are you, what are you getting at? This has not been announced yet. No, it hasn't been. It hasn't been announced. But hopefully, by the time this gets out, it has been announced. But yeah, I, I'm actually going to be at uh, TPF. Haggis is going to be at TPF. Marty, this is the first time you've been over in four years because of the pandemic. Has it really been that long? Yes, it Fuck. was. It's. 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 It. I mean, sadly, time flies as you get older, and that pandemic really just like was a, you know, uh, you woke up out of a coma almost in a way. Marty and yours truly are going to be at TPF. Well, fuck, we got to do something, don't we? What what could we possibly do that warrants us being at TPF? Well, guess what, listener? Marty and I are going to be hosting a sex party. At TPF, 
the Roger Sharp movie and the Q&A period afterwards on Friday night. It's going to be fucking awesome. You're kidding me. Oh, my God. I would pay a hundred bucks for that. You can pay it to me. That's fine. But uh, <laughs> hey, th- that is Friday night at TPF. I and here, great double bill, by the way. Let's uh, not uh, discredit our good friend Emoto Harney, who I talk to all the time, and uh, we email each other all the time. We keep Marty out of it. But <laughs> anyway, the point is, Emoto has her movie that she did with Todd Tucky. That's going to be airing right before a double bill. So you're going to see that, and then Roger Sharp is going to be in attendance. You and I are going to drill him, and I've got some experience doing this because he just came to Toronto a week ago for a screening here on the worst possible blizzard possible, <laughs> but we still got it through, and And uh, Ed Robertson was great to help out with the, the Q&A. The movie's great. I've seen it a couple times. Everyone enjoyed it. It's, uh, it's going to be fun, and it will also be available on stream on... March 17th on Amazon, I believe, a Prime Video, but uh, seeing it on the big screen with Roger there, with a Q&A, with Marty and Jeff, final round, doing the Q&A at TPF. Fuck me, I, I got to go. I, I got to tell you, look, I, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm very keen to go. That, that's part of it. I'm, I'm going as part of the Haggis contingent. So I'm really looking forward to speaking to existing customers and possible future customers nice um yeah that's that's it. I, I, i'm excited to be back at tpf i still think you know best best show of the year um hoping to catch up with a lot of people i haven't spoken to for quite some time and that's why i was asking you know carl if he's going because i haven't seen carl for many years so um i'm looking forward to it so i would love for people to come up to the hangers booth and say hello but I feel, I feel, I feel there needs to be a, a secret code for people to let me know that they know the podcast. And I feel people need to come up to me and say, here's a reach around. Jeff's a cunt. <laughs> Jeff's a cunt. And I will know because I will nod and I'll go, yeah, he is. And that would be my response. And if, if you get that response, then that's our secret handshake. <sighs> It's going to be great. It's going to be good to see you, Mart. It's you know you said I'm looking forward to talking to people I haven't talked to in quite some time. Well, you talk to me almost every other week. So are you saying is that a backhanded way of saying I don't really want to talk to you? I fucking talk to you all the time. Fine, I'll no, do the Q and A. But you know I am so fucking keen to see you and catch up with you in person. Open mouth? So, are we talking here? Um, I don't know. I might. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, you know what I did for the Roger? Speaking of open mouth, uh, there there may be a kiss or two. Hey, listen. All right, we're buds. I think I did plant you when I left. I plant I planted one on you when I left Australia, and you planted one on me after you left uh, Pittsburgh or the other way around. I remember that. My wife was like, hey, what's that? I'm like, just pay no attention. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point is... That's a secret sex thing that we have. Listen, it's just... Uh, it's, 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 it's their customs. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Uh, fuck. So, everybody, I am looking forward to TPF. I'm looking forward to all the reveals. I'm looking forward to the twippies. I, I wish everyone... I, I, it's going to be a fun show. Have a great time. Uh, hope to see you there. And... Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. We were talking about the open mouth thing. Can I go back to that? <laughs> don't make me stop you going back to the open mouth thing 
the reason I say that is for like three, four weeks, I grew my goatee without trimming it and it got pretty freaking bushy. And I did that on purpose because when Roger Sharp came up, I shaved everything but my mustache. So we had identical mustaches. I don't know how the fuck he pulls it off because I look like my wife could not stop laughing at me. Like, you look like the biggest idiot ever. Where's your chin? Oh my God. Uh, like, that just, it, it hung over my bottom lip. It was, I looked like a walrus. I looked like Wilford Brimley. It was not a good look. Oh boy. Uh, that uh, I think did I I don't I you know I don't think I put a I don't think I posted any pictures because um, I was like fuck Marty will be all over that and that's all I'll see yeah. for wise wise move yep yep good call <laughs> well, anyway oh and then Roger of course I, he he was in Florida the week before he comes up to Toronto where we've been in the frozen tundra forever we are not only as white as possible we're fluorescent and so he comes in with this golden tan. <laughs> And like I'm sitting beside, like no camera can adjust to a photo of me and and tanned Roger Sharp. It just doesn't. It's not possible. They haven't. They don't have the technology yet to uh, make that picture happen. So anyway, good time. You're gonna love the movie. So good. Awesome. And I hope I get to see it before we get to the Q and A. Otherwise, I'm gonna be winging it like you wouldn't believe. Like saying, "Hey, we got a special guest. Oh fuck, who is it? Oh, you want you guess." Uh, can hey, I prepare you? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Carl, for coming on the program. Hey, yes, this probably is the last show before TPF. So please say hi to uh, uh, Marty at Haggis. Come to the Friday night uh, Roger Sharp movie and Q and A. And uh, looking forward Don't to forget it. Forget our uh, secret handshake when you come and see me. <laughs> Jessica. Uh, yeah. By the way, what if you? What if they just came up and their fly was undone and they went? Like they they made you direct your eyes down to them, uh, to the open wow, fly. It happens quite often anyway. So yeah, that's a good point. It's yeah, hard to know whether that's podcast related. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> we need to differentiate. Okay, hey Marty, good luck editing, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Will this be out before TPF? Yeah, but <laughs> enjoy the Godfather. All right. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. Bye. <laughs>